The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, flying solo for this wonderful Monday, April 26th card. We have on our hands 11 games to talk about. Jam-packed, full slate. We talk about these now with the shortened season. We get a little bit more of these 11, 12-game bangers that we have on our hands. A few teams on the front end of back-to-back, a few teams on the back end of back-to-backs. A lot of things that we will break down, including top plays, values, all that good stuff. Before we jump into anything, though, let's give a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out, head over to MyBookie.ag, the number one sportsbook out there, the only sportsbook I give my stamp of approval to. You head over there, guys, and you sign up. And on your initial deposit, use that promo code HOOPBALL. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and they will match you 50% deposit on up to $1,000. So you put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 for free. doesn't need to be a grant. You can put in $100, and they'll give you $50 for free. Whatever it is, it's free money to play with. You could use it over there on their fully-fledged casino platform, or if you want to bet any of your major sporting events, you can do that as well over at my bookie. I feel like I should just get right down to business here. You know, maybe talk about my weekend a little bit, talk about what we got coming up in the upcoming week. A lot of stuff we could talk about, but we got 11 games. I'm riding solo, and let's let's be real. Uh, This is the second podcast I'm recording within 12 hours. The voice might get dry. Might get dry, but we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the San Antonio Spurs. They're traveling to Washington, taking on. The Wizards in this one. For the Spurs, Rudy Gay is questionable. Lower back soreness. Trey Lyles ruled out. Wizards on the second half of a back-to-back. No injury report for them. A lot of these lines we will not have, including this one. So, no game line, no total, no spread. We shall start with the away team. We'll start off here with the Spurs. Spurs stepping into a great matchup, knowing that the Wizards are on the second half of a back-to-back. I mean, even on the front half, the Wizards, anytime somebody steps up against them, it is an up-paced tempo for the most part for both teams. Spurs being one of those. DeMar DeRozan coming in as the high-priced option, 8700 Just a little bit too expensive for me on a 11-game slate. I'll probably take a pass there. Wouldn't fall if you want to go there. Just not for me. Just feels a little bit too pricey. Prefer him more around that 82-83 range. Outside of him, don't mind taking advantage of, uh, you know, looking at some of these guard plays. DeJounte Murray, Derek White, these guys are basically touching the price tag. I always prefer Murray over White, just has a little bit of higher upside. Murray's probably the better, or I mean, White's probably the better cash game play. Just seems to have a little bit more of a consistent floor to him. Uh, nonetheless, this is the type of matchup where I think I prefer to have DeJounte Murray for only $200 more. Jaka Pertle at 6100 We know that the Wizards are completely vulnerable looking against other big men. Anybody that steps into here just basically seemingly just takes advantage of them. Uh, Pertle has basically put up at least 30 points over the past, I would say, five or six games. If you look at a glance, uh, I think it's five games. He's averaging about 35 DK points over that span. So it's a great value when you look at him. Soup to nuts. Keep him in your player pool. There's going to be a lot of center options that we will talk about. So maybe he's not the one that you land on, but you should still consider him. Outside of Murray and, you know, Pertle, 
Keldon Johnson at 53. He, he's been kind of, I guess, uh, you know, in a, a little bit of a slump, I guess, ever since he came back from COVID. Nonetheless, if, uh, you know, Rudy Gay's rolled out, pretty much secure him to see 30-plus minutes. And if he's playing 30-plus minutes at 300, that's a good price tag. On the Washington side of the ball, I think you know where I'm going to go here. It's just Westbrook. That's it. No need to get cute for me here. It is only Westbrook, 10-9. Had a down game today for the first time in a long time for Westbrook, but would uh, would expect a decent bounce back for him in this one. Usually looking at a floor of like 55 DK points. Unless the game completely gets out of hand, he should be looking at a pretty good game. Excuse me. I got Red Bull coming up. Next game, Atlanta Hawks traveling to Detroit, taking on the Pistons in this one. And yes, Red Bull. Uh, that's that's it's one thing you become accustomed to. It's lots of coffee and lots of Red Bull uh, once you get into this industry. No sleep, and we love it. Atlanta Hawks, like I said, traveling to Detroit, taking on the Pistons in this one. No game total, no spread. Hawks, second half of a back-to-back. So they do not have an injury report. For the Pistons, Rodney Magruder, Dennis Smith Jr., both ruled out. Start with the Hawks. You can expect them to be without Trey Young. Decent chance they are without Clint Capella. We'll have to kind of monitor that news. Clint uh, played today's game. He was questionable coming in. It is the second half of a back-to-back. Nonetheless, uh, 9200 for Clint Capella. I will not be paying that price tag. I could see maybe having a share of a guy like Bogdanovich at 78. I prefer to kind of just spend down a little bit more in some of these other spots and other games that we'll talk about. Same thing with Kevin Werder. I've been playing a ton of Kevin Werder. He's getting priced out, though. It's to the point where it's kind of hard to uh, stomach that price tag. 6600 I don't think I'll be paying that. It's a great matchup for a lot of these Hawks. All these guys will be in play. But if anything, I think I might lean more towards a guy like Goodwin, knowing it's the second half of the back-to-back. Or if Capello sits, you can look at a Kungu. At 4K, he, he should draw the start if anything happens to Capella. If we see that he does sit, and he'd be an immediate value player that we can look at. So those would be the two main guys I'm looking at over here on the Atlanta side. For Detroit, pretty much everybody's in play. Uh, I will not rule out a single person. I cashed in. I got that big Mason Plumley game against the, against the Pacers. Feels kind of dirty going back to it, but it's not a back-to-back for him, so I will. Anytime it's not a back-to-back and Plumlee is considered around this price range, we can go to him. I don't believe they have a back-to-back until the weekend. So the few times that we see Plumlee on this slate, I think we consider him. Other than him, I don't mind taking stabs at Grant at 6,700. Another guy that, again, no back-to-back. We can expect the starters to play full minutes. I will consider. Outside of those two guys, I'll pass on everybody else. Moving on to the third game, L.A. Lakers traveling to Orlando, taking on the Magic here. For the Lakers, Catavius Caldwell-Pope, Anthony Davis, and Marcus Saul are all probable. Dennis Schroeder is questionable. While LeBron James and Jared Dudley have been rolled out. Magic on the second half of a back-to-back. They have yet to submit their injury report. No game total, no spread. We'll talk about the Lakers in this one. Kind of an ugly game. I'd expect a lower game total in this one due to the Lakers' defense and just the Magic not being able to score points. So I'm not going to go to too much in this one. Again, I, I know you heard me talk about a few guys already, but you hear me say not too much I like over here. We've got 11 games. We could be a little bit pickier. 22 total teams. Andre Drummond coming in at 7,400. Uh, I was going to say the highest price guy. Nope, Davis is back, but I'm still not paying that $9,400 price tag for Davis. I just do not 
fully trust that he's going to be playing more than 30 plus minutes in this one. I don't know. I don't think he needs to yet. Kind of working his way back slowly too. So I won't be playing either one of those guys. If we see that Dennis Schroeder's ruled out is probably where I'd first start to lean in and consider players. You know, I'd be looking at guys like Caruso, McLemore, both those guys. I would expect to see a little bit of extended run. Probably lean more Caruso if there's no Schroeder. Uh, but that's probably it. I'm not going to be playing too much here if Schroeder's healthy. That's simple for me. Not the game I want to really target. On the other side of the ball, we'll have to keep an eye on Wendell Carter Jr. He was uh, questionable coming into tonight's game, as we record this the night before on Sunday, with an ankle injury. He's playing, but it is the second half of a back-to-back, so maybe we, uh, you know, it uh, swells up, maybe it bothers him, lingers the next day. That's the case. Mo Bamba, 5,400, sure. Not the greatest matchup in the world, but anytime that we know Mamba, Mo Bamba's starting, he is a fantastic point-per-minute producer. You get it done, points, rebounds, blocks, so many different ways. He only needs about 25, 26 minutes. And if there's a, there's no Wendell Carter Jr., we could probably, probably guesstimate a solid 30-plus from him. 28 to 30, I would say. Minimum. Outside of them, uh, I don't think anybody else other than maybe a stab at Cole Anthony is getting a $500 discount from the day before. He was 6700 coming into Sunday's game. Only 62 in this one for a guy that's routinely putting up close to 30 DK points. I can stomach that. Again, Lakers' defense is real despite not having some of the, their big key components. OKC Thunder, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. I should have said that. All these games so far, this is the last of them, uh, have been 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time games. OKC Thunder traveling to Philadelphia. They are taking on the Sixers in this one. For an injury report, as I'm stalling trying to find it, Gabriel Deck, Lou Jens Dort, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Josh Hall, Mike Muscala all ruled out. Dort dealing with that right hip strain. He was a he was a late add on Sunday. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Farkdown Korkmaz, Paul Reed, all questionable. Ben Simmons ruled out. So we'll start off with the Thunder. It's really going to be uh, determined for me by who's playing on Philly. If if Joel Embiid, if Tobias Harris, if these guys are playing. I'll probably take a hard pass on a lot of these guys just because, you know, Baisley's starting to get priced up at 6,600. Moses Brown has a, really returned a fair salary in quite some time. You know, Maladon, this would be a tough matchup for normally, but I don't, I don't mind taking stabs at him if we hear that one of Harris or Embiid are ruled out. You know, Baisley, 6,600. If Embiid's ruled out, would immediately become a solid play. Just really taking on a lot of the scoring role, especially if Lou Jens Doris is, uh, is ruled out as well. Dude's put up at least 39 DK points in three out of the last, or I'm sorry, the last three. I was going to say three of the last four. No, the last three games, at least 39 DK points. So we're paying for him, but he's paying it off. And the matchup becomes a little bit more enticing. And they're not as scary defensively without Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And again, outside of that, I can see maybe taking a stab at a guy like Kenrich Williams. I uh, expect him or Svi Michalik. Svi would probably draw the start at 3,600. He'd probably be my preferred play. Looking at the Philadelphia side of the ball, again, a lot of this is going to have to be monitored, but Shake Milton looks like he's in line to step up either way, no matter what. Uh, whether it's Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, or all of the above, he's going to be a guy that will probably play mid-20s minutes and have a decent amount of shot attempts off the bench. So I don't mind staring at Shake Milton at 4,900. I don't think I'll be playing too much Tobias Harris. 
I will play Harris if Embiid is rolled out because without Embiid, without Ben Simmons, Harris would have to take on a lot of that score and workload. All three are rolled out again. We can start looking at guys like you know Seth Curry, Dwight Howard, Cork uh, Maz. If he plays, he's another guy's questionable. Thibel at 3,200 would be a fantastic value play. We'd have a lot of value available in this game because it would basically be two second units in G Leagues just running it back and forth between OKC and Philly. All right. We're cruising. I, you know, sometimes you think these uh, these eleven game slates will take you a lot longer than normal, but in all reality, it, it actually makes your decisions a little bit easier. When you start to look at a big picture, at a big thing like I got twenty two games, a lot of players to choose from. It makes you know, act, you know, actually, I don't want to play this guy. I know push comes to shove, I'm not going to have too many shares of him because I have so many other good options. Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Toronto, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time game. No injury report for the Cavs on the second half of a back-to-back. For the Raptors, Christian Boucher, Paul Watson both ruled out. Jalen Harris is questionable, while Rodney Hood is probable. No game total. No spread. Surprise, surprise. So after the Cavs, Colin Sexton still out again. Uh, we have to keep an eye on that for this one. We're, no injury report right now. He did miss Sunday's game. We saw Chetty Osman, Seti Osman, C.D. Osman. I apologize for the correct or incorrect way, so I'll, I'll say it all three of them. I kind of like, I, you know, if I had to pick, it would be Chetty. I like saying that, like Cheddar. Uh, I, you know, him drawing the start, he was near minimum salary tonight. 3,800 coming in uh, to tonight's slate. If he draws the start again, he's definitely in play. There's the option that they have, which they may opt to do. Knowing that Toronto plays with, uh, you know, a little bit of a smaller backcourt is, uh, you know, Matthew Della Vadova. Uh, if Della Vadova could start next to Garland or they'll just continue to roll Osmond. Either way, there's going to be a little value available between both those guys. I obviously just want to pretty much look at whoever's starting. And then Garland at 7500 I think that's a rock solid value. He's going up in price, up $300 from Sunday's price tag of 7200 But with no Sexton, he's just going to have to shoot a whole lot. It's going to be his game. No doubt about it. In play. Is it one of my favorite point guard options? Probably not, but he's a fair value if you want to go with him. I'm not going to argue with it. So for me, to be whoever's starting in place of Sexton, most likely Osmond, Garland. I guess I could even take a stab at Jared Allen, but we'll get to center place. I think a, a little bit better. On the Toronto side of the ball. With Chris Boucher out, Ken Burch coming in at 4,800. Ding, ding, ding. Better center value. Uh, should be in line for just all the minutes he can handle. He should be seeing 30-plus minutes. Solid point-per-minute guy. Not expecting like a 50-DK point game or anything like that, but 25 to 33 seems rightfully in the cards. Ooh, excuse me. Red Bull. Uh, outside of that, Kyle Lowry at 7,300. I think that's a fantastic value for him. $1,000 cheaper than Fed Van Vliet. Shot one of ten over the, in that last game, and then four twelve the game before that. So to talk about a combination of five of the last twenty-two, that is what is impacting this salary. It's not the minutes he's played uh, thirty-six and thirty-five minutes over the last two games. Surely not the minutes. If he's going to play, he's going to play a full workload. Look for him to get right in this matchup, knowing especially that this Cleveland backcourt is extremely vulnerable. Outside of Kyle Lowry, I don't think I'll pay that price tag for Van Vliet or Siakam just because I prefer to go down to Lowry and just to Birch. Keep it there with those two guys. Almost at the halfway point. Actually, I guess it's right, right around the halfway point. Phoenix Suns traveling to New York. They are taking on the Knicks. For the Knicks, Alec Burks. 
has been ruled out, as well as Mitchell Robinson. Phoenix does not have an injury report on the second half of a back-to-back, but don't look now. 215.5 game total. Suns favored by two points in this one. So finally, we have a game total and a spread. Uh, coming off of a game against Brooklyn where they, they played great. I mean, it was, it was kind of uh, – it was actually a great game. Durant came back, put up 33. Kyrie had himself a game. DeAndre Ayton performed well. Booker and Paul played well. Overall, a fun basketball game to watch. With that being said, this is, uh, is going to be a tough defensive matchup for pretty much everybody involved on both sides of the ball. Not a lot I love. We'll have to keep an eye on Jay Crowder. He was ruled out of the Sunday's game, but now he is being listed as kind of questionable tentatively without the injury report. So keep an eye on Jay Crowder. If we see that, you know, Jay Crowder, Dario Sarge, all these guys uh, happen to be sit out, uh, sit out again. Sarge was out on Sunday's game as well. Then Torrey Craig, Cam Johnson, both these guys got a bump. Craig had the bigger game in today's game, but both these guys would be decent value plays. We talked about a few guys already that I prefer, but they'd be there if we need them. Outside of those two guys, I don't think I'd be going to too much. Maybe a little bit Chris Paul at 7,600, but back-to-back from the veteran, I'll probably pass. On the Knicks side of the ball, it's uh, it's tough. You know, you just talked about everything. You know, the Suns kind of stepping into a tough defensive matchup. Well, like the, the Knicks are doing the exact same thing. You know, looking at guys like Julius Randle, 9,900. He comes in here, uh, one of the highest-priced guys on the slate. And for this Knicks team, I would say any single night, he's under 10K. We have to consider him, but it's just not the matchup that I want to. There's no tough defensive position necessarily going against him. I'm not worried about Sarge or even Bridges or one of those guys being able to cover him. It's just the pace of the game and just both coaching staffs being able to kind of keep one player in check if they need to. So I'll probably pass on just about everybody over here. Maybe the New Orleans Noel at 4,500. The one guy on this Knicks team that I could see maybe having a share or two of never takes too many shot attempts. Between the rebounds, blocks, and steals, he can get you 20 to 30 points pretty easily at 4,500. That is a rock-solid value play. All right. Six games down. Only five remaining. We are humming. I almost feel like I should take a quick pause just to mention that we are having our contest this Wednesday. So, again, fault on me. Shame, shame. I will take the blame, blame. Uh, A lot of stuff kind of came up on Friday. We were not able to get that contest together as much as I hyped it, but we will have it this Wednesday. It will be 30 people. It will be going on in the middle of the week just to spruce up your day and your night a little bit more, get you through that work week, take down some money, take down uh, down the contest, take down the prize. I keep trying to hand out prizes, and nobody wants them. I mean, I say, hey, win it. DM me. Let me know that you're the person that won, and you will get a free gift sent to you from me not a, it's not a promo code it's nothing like that it's it's like hey you let me know what your favorite team or your favorite player is i'll find some autograph or memorabilia or maybe i have something for them uh and it could be something cool so jump in on that guys join in it'll be a good time so head check out for that we'll probably be posting the link early on wednesday morning so keep your eyes peeled chicago bulls traveling to miami 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Bulls. Troy Brown, Zach Levine, both ruled out for the Heat. Andre Iguodala and Victor Oladipo ruled out. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, both questionable. And then we have Casey Akpala as available. Looking at the Chicago team, we'll start with the away team. Traveling to Miami. 
Not the easiest match you want to walk into for any team. Looking at Vucevic, coming in at 10-3. Nonetheless, he's played well in this matchup. Put up 54 DK points against the Heat earlier in the season. And by earlier in the season, I mean the very last game that they just played it. Uh, came out 26-14-6. and six, And obviously, with no Levine, he's going to have to continue to shoulder a massive workload. I'll probably take a pass on him in this one. Wouldn't fault you if you want to go to him. Again, you know, the price tag's fine for the usage that he's going to have. I just don't love the matchup. A few other guys in a few other situations that I prefer to play over him. Outside of that, Kobe White's starting to get priced out of my liking at 6500 I'll probably take a pass on Kobe as well, even though he's coming off of an absolutely stunning performance where he scored 31 actual points, five boards, five assists against the exact same team. I get it. It feels like we're chasing, though. And the box score watchers see that kind of stuff. And let the ownership go there. So I wouldn't fault you if you want to. I know I'm not going to say he can't do it again. We just watched it happen. But I, I just don't expect it. two performances like that back-to-back. If anything, you know, maybe feel a little bit better about some of these Chicago plays if we do see that you know, Hero and Kendrick Nunn are both ruled out. But I just want to feel a little bit better before I fully invest and start paying premium price tags for both these guys. That's what we're doing. 10-3 for Vucevic, 6-5 for Kobe White. That is a premium price tag for both. We're not getting any sort of discount involved. Outside of those two guys, that's probably it. You know, I don't mind, I guess, taking a stab at a guy like Tice, but even him at 4300 it's not expensive, but we just talked about a few other guys. Like, I prefer Noel for $200 more. On the Miami side of the ball, Obviously, big news to watch outside of the guys that we're keeping an eye on, like Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. If those guys are rolled out, Goran Dragic, uh, Duncan Robinson, both those guys become excellent plays. I would probably pretty much lock in Goran Dragic to most of my lineups at 5K in the Chicago matchup. If we see that Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero are rolled out, if one of them gets rolled out, he definitely gets a better play. But if both are ruled out, I expect 30 plus minutes from him. Jimmy Butler gets his former team. Coming in at 9,500. A little bit of a stinker in that last one, but it's Jimmy Butler. 9,500 against his former team. Never fault you there. Same thing with Bam. Prefer Jimmy just because of uh, position eligibility. I find myself needing a small forward more than I need a center most times than that. That's it. With no Iguodala, Trevor Reese should pretty much be locked into 30-plus minutes as well. Well, Bijalika sees a small increase. Maybe, maybe. Made that trade. They barely used the guy. Los Angeles Clippers traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans here. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Serge Ibaka, Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard all ruled out, while Rajon Rondo is questionable. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart ruled out. James Johnson, Steven Adams, both questionable. Sorry, didn't mention the game total of that last one. It was 206.5, Miami favored by 4.5. And this one, we have a 228 game total, Clippers favored by 3. So, one of the higher game totals that we actually have readily available for us and definitely some plays that we can look at. So, when you talk about Paul George, you basically compare him to guys like Jimmy Butler, and I prefer Paul George. Point per dollar standpoint, just raw points. Looking at anybody, it's going to be Paul George. Just the usage, the shot attempts, the dude's putting up elite stats right now. I love the matchup. That does not scare me off in the in the slightest. Paul George will be one of my favorite plays on this slate. So at 9,600, I'll have some shares of him. Looking at the guys, other guys on here, 
I don't mind taking stabs at pretty much, I'd say, three-quarters of this team. Marcus Morris Sr. ruled out of that last one, but looks like he should be back in this one. Another guy that's been taking a big bulk of this usage, double-digit shot attempts on a nightly basis. Sign me up. You want to take shots at Reggie Jackson, 5,800. Again, another guy should be seeing double-digit shot attempts. Sign me up. With no canard and some of these other guys, Terrence Mann, probably continue to start, continue to play big minutes. 4,800. Sign me up. I'll take stabs at all these guys. I'll pace tempo for them, and they're all going to be getting shot attempts and uses to flow around. Those four guys, I will love to have a couple of them. On the, <clears throat> excuse me. Oof. On the Pelican side of the ball, Lonzo Ball coming again at 6,700. Sign me up. Another guy I like. I'll be loading up on some Lonzo. I really like this matchup for him. Really like the opportunity for him. I uh, played this team earlier in the year. In only 30 minutes, put up 40 DK points. And uh, that minutes restrictions up and lifted, yet his price went down. So sign me up for some Lonzo at 6,700. Don't think I'll end up with Zion or Ingram, although I would not fault you if you wanted to go that way. I just prefer to spend up in other spots like Paul George. We just talked about him on the other side of the ball for a little bit cheaper. All right. Only three games left. Utah Jazz traveling to Minnesota. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for Minnesota. Malik Beasley ruled out for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell ruled out. Pretty light card right there. Know what's going on. No game total. No spread. For the Jazz, we'll start off here. Quite simple. It's another game that we uh, we just got to see a, a very, very recent rematch of. Very similar to this Clippers team. Looking at the Timberwolves. Or I'm sorry, looking at the Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert coming at 8,600. That's just too expensive for Rudy. I love playing Rudy Gobert. I love this matchup. Don't get me wrong. But the best part about Rudy is that his price tag never changes. And once it changes, there's nothing too great about Rudy anymore. So I'll take a pass on Rudy Gobert. If I'm going to go anywhere, it'll be some of these ancillary pieces. Uh, Mike Conley at 7,400. Even then, that still feels like it's a little bit too expensive for my liking. You're starting to dabble into that price tag where you're starting to you know separate him and Clarkson by... Six to eight hundred, where it becomes a real toss-up. But I, I think I still prefer Conley for just a measly six hundred dollars, and that's you know I guess splitting hairs. I don't really want to play either one of these guys. I prefer Lonzo at sixty-seven, who would just I would play he's cheaper than both of them. I think he's a much much better play. But if you wanted to play one of these, maybe you're uh, doing a very specific slate, and that's a, and that's the kind of approach you want to take. Then that makes sense. On the Minnesota side of things, Carl Anthony Towns coming at 10-7. No thank you. Going against Rudy Gobert. And to be honest, I do not want much of anything here. few guys played fairly well in that last game. Only guy I can really see myself maybe going to would be a guy like D'Angelo Russell as the minutes start to increase. Played 31 in the last one. Now that we know he's over that 30-minute threshold, we can feel a little bit more confident in paying that $6,400 price tag, which will probably eventually get to 68 to seven. Maybe 7-2 is probably where he should probably be. Yeah, about 7-2. Feels about appropriately priced. Only two games left. Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Denver. Taking on the Nuggets in this one. For the Nuggets, Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray all ruled out. The Grizzlies on the second half of a back-to-back have yet to submit their injury report. No game total, no spread. 
funny actually. After uh, just refreshed, and there was not a game total for Minnesota. Now we do two thirty game total. Utah favored by nine and a half in that last game that we just talked about. But back to the one that we are talking about: Grizzlies Denver. We'll start off with the Grizzlies team. Jonas Valanciunas back in action. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed Sunday's game for an after back to back. Should be available for this one. So what to expect? Tillman no longer a player that we can consider at 5,200 with both Joe Val and Jaron Jackson Jr. back. If for some reason that, you know, Joe Val's ruled out, then maybe you consider him. But at 5,200, I still won't play myself. Too many shares of him. If anything, I'll be looking at DeAnthony Melton. 4K. Game gets out of hand. He's going to play. Game stays close. He'll probably play a fair amount and just be a fantastic point-per-minute producer. No matter what, he's got the upside and the floor is pretty safe for me at 4K. So, He'll be my primary option. The only other guy I probably really consider too much might be a guy like Grayson Allen at 5K. Just don't see myself spending 8200 on Ja or AK on Jonas, knowing some of the other center options that we've already talked about. On the Denver side of the ball, Jokic coming in at 11K. You'll never see me say a bad thing about Jokic. And, in fact, I love him. One of my favorite priced-up options on this site next to Paul George. It's a lot of how my... Kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say a lot of my foundational builds are going, but I would say a fair amount of them are starting off like that. Jokic is averaging 70 DK points. 70. 7-0 against the Memphis Grizzlies this season in two games. So, sign me up. Michael Porter Jr. coming in at 8,500. It's a little too pricey for me on Porter Jr. Don't get me wrong. He's averaging 35 DK points in his respective matchup against his team twice already this season. Has strung together a few great games, including a an actual 39-point game, not DK point, 39 actual point, 59 DK point game in the last one against Houston. All that being said, I'm all set. I'll take a pass on him. P.J. Dozier, it's everybody's new favorite value toy. He's no longer a value, though. 5200 we're paying a premium price tag for him. Should see significant run. I don't expect him to kind of put up a game like he did in the last one, but I think, you know, 25, maybe 30 is completely in the cards. Might be a guy that you'd rather avoid just knowing that People might just rush back to that, avoid that ownership. That's probably it for me. I just don't see myself going to too much more. I don't want to get too cute. I think some of these other guys are in play. I'll keep them in my player pool. Don't get me wrong. Just don't think I'm going to go overboard and just uh, yeah, consider them great plays or anything like that. Final game of the night, Dallas Mavericks traveling to Sacramento. Taking on the Kings here. Mavericks, Luka Doncic, Maxi Kleber, Kristaps Porzingis, Josh Richardson. All questionable. Tyrell Terry's been ruled out. Kings on the second half of a back-to-back. No game total. No injury report. Obviously, not much we can do without knowing what's going on with Doncic. If Doncic sits, um, you know, Brunson, 4,700. Lock him in. Stone Cold Chalk. Tim Hardaway Jr., 4,300. Lock him in. He'd be a fantastic play as well. Pretty much anybody that's actually playing is going to get a bunch of usage if Doncic sits. I prefer to take the ball handlers between the guards, Brunson, and like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe Richardson, those three guys, possibly even Redick. Uh, But Brunson would be by far the top play, 4,700 with no Doncic. Porzingis at 9K, wouldn't consider him at all. If Doncic sits, I would consider him slightly. It's that simple for me. On the other side of the ball. No De'Aaron Fox, expected to miss in the next 12 days or so. Health and safety protocols. Should continue to see DeLon Wright and Halliburton get a bulk bullet of minutes. Halliburton getting a massive increase, $600 increase from Sunday, $6,200 to $6,800. Still in play. 
Dallas's backcourt's played pretty good defense, though, so don't know if that's the spot I want to target. If anything, I want to go to Lon Bright, a little bit of a revenge narrative here. Played with Dallas for a little bit. 5K, we know he's going to play good minutes. I'm okay with taking some shots. Keep an eye on Terrence Davis as well. He should see a little bit of an increase, small forward and shooting guard eligibility. And supposedly, we're supposed to see some Marvin Bagley coming back relatively soon. Now, is that a guy that we're going to be looking at? No, we're good. But just keep your eye on it. If it's cheap enough, maybe we consider it. And that brings us home. Uh, all 11 games broken down solely by your tru- yours truly in about 32 minutes. That's, uh, that's a little less than three minutes per game. So kind of cruising. Kind of cruising. We'll break it down now, though, into our players, player tier section. Starting off at the top, the high-priced studs. It's going to be Paul George, 9,600, going against the Pelicans. Love the matchup, love the pace. No Kawhi Leonard, sign me up. Do like some of those 11K guys. You guys already heard me say, if I'm playing one of them, it will be Jokic. Mid-tier price range now. So anybody under, I guess, that... uh, that 8K range, right around that. Yeah, it's. I try to stay away from the five because I almost consider a five value sometimes. I'll say five to five to under 8K range. Looking at this range, trying to find somebody, I'll go with keeping it in that same game. Lonzo Ball, 6700. Love this price tag for Lonzo. Love the matchup. Still no Pat Bev. Still no Kawhi Leonard. It's just going to be a back and forth game. I'm expecting this game to be probably one of the more fantasy friendly games of the night. Pretty high total. Pretty. Close spread. And then finally, we have the value. So we talked about a lot of value on this one. And, you know, I always get tentative when I say some of the value that is available because odds are we're going to have plenty of value that opens up. Plenty and plenty and plenty of value. Right now, one of my favorite value plays that we'll be going with is right under the 5K mark. It's Ken Birch at 4,800. Knowing that Boucher's out, Ken Birch is going to be the center going forward. No doubt about it. Should play significant minutes. Matchup against Cleveland does not scare me off. And Cleveland plays pretty big. So if there's a matchup, he's going to play 35-plus maybe. Might be this one. But keep your eye out. There will be more news breaking as the day goes on. All right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeApatra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O. T-R-I-A. Thumbs up, five-star rate and review wherever you listen to this. Apple, Podcast, Dipture, Podbean, iHeartRadio, wherever it might be. We appreciate it. Subscribe, thumbs up. Get that notification whenever we release the podcast. That way, early in the morning, you can download it, get it going, get your first look. And that's exactly what this is, guys. It is a first-look podcast. It's our initial take. It's my initial Initial breakdown the night before, before all the news starts to crumble and take away some of my favorite plays. But we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Will. It'll be Santino. They'll be crushing that wonderful Tuesday card for you guys. Thank you for listening. As always, let's go take down some tournaments. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.